Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Ray Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Welcome to our two of the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710 and Seattle Sports app. That's Joey Pyburn, Matt Nelson behind the glass. I'm Tom Nelson, and... Uh, we just got back from the other Area 9. We love our Area 9 here in Puget we Sound. We have a new Area 9. We have a new Area 9. And we have a new uh, bestest fishing buddy. And he joins us now. Log on to finbaylodge.com. That's the website of our next guest. And uh, I was just checking the tide up there at Aidenbrook. Oh. We, got a, we got a switch coming up here probably around <laughs> 1130 at Merck Point. Oh, man. Smiley Bay. Yeah. Um, which you and I spent... A quite a bit of our time there, which is more than more than half our time. But yeah. what, what are you going to do when you're learning? You're learning the place, and you go it's there four minutes, yeah, four from m- the lodge, right? Right. Bingo. So, you know, and we have, and we had we had some friends up there too that were way up the inlet, right, and started fishing there like the last couple of days of July, first couple of days of August, and the it, reports were slow. They were it was slow. So it we stayed slow. down low, which yeah. was awesome because if you, you know, if you. Got to run back to the lodge and grab something. Yeah. You're four minutes away, right? It's, or you or or the bite was so hot, like we had, and, dude, and we, we burned had, through oh, four man. dozen herring. And you know, and it's and it's that rocks, the kelp. We were just right outside the kelp line, and to watch those rods get buried was just absolutely and, and much amazing. more of like a a tidal yeah. fishery, right? You're you're looking at the the bottom of that low, the switch. And we could watch, we could look across Fitzhugh Sound, yeah. and we would see, you could see the, the tide coming, the fish coming, the bait coming, the birds coming. You'd see the pinks jumping, and then the Chinook would be right below them. And, and the bottom, that, <laughs> the switch on that low, was, it was like oh, an hour of just... <laughs> Mayhem. 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 Yes. All right. The master of mayhem, I think we have him. Mick Heath, Finn Bay Lodge. We, do, do we have you now, buddy? Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? Oh, we, we got, got you, you now. Got you now, Mick. Mick. Hey, great. Got a big fog layer about 10 feet off the water. It's a perfect morning. Oh, you're killing me. I, I just... So <laughs> that, that, that experience with you, I, I mean, you could have told us how to go up and, and fish... The, the top of that inlet, but you took the time to take us up there and and show us how to how to how to work this fishery, and then you put me on to the biggest chinook I've had in my entire life, and uh, I'll never I'll never I'll never be able to I'll, I'll never forget it, man. I'll never and and just that whole place. I mean. Like Joey and I mentioned to you, coming to Rivers Inlet was never on really our radar until your daughter Mallory reached out, and we just can't thank you enough for the experience, man. It's 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 just amazing. But obviously, you know that you've how many years have you been on Rivers Inlet? And tell us the Finn Bay Lodge story, if you will. Oh gosh, well first I got to start. I got this our first year, so it's special. I got to take thirty seconds and give a shout out to uh, a lot of people. First, my wife say thank you it feels good being back back up here and and uh um and the we've got a great staff oh amazing um, we love every one of them man just uh, amazing just, people just 
Oh, solid people. Don Smith just runs the best dock operation in the in the whole coast, and 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 Sevy and Medi and in the kitchen are just so good. And Tracy and Jasper and I can call and everybody um, just doing such a good job. We're turning people on, and that that turns us on. It's going for the season. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, it's your staff up there, and, and uh, well, your years of experience in the lodge business show you know for it, sure everything is the way it should be dialed, dialed from the from the fish, yeah, it, you. you know, from the, the fish fishing. processing. You said you weren't you pleasantly surprised when you saw what we got to put in our freezers last night? Oh yeah, I mean it was just a, just a wonderful job of, of vacuum packing and the whole bit. But but you know, when tell us about your first experience on the bay. We just had our first experience in, in Rivers Inlet. And so when, what year was it you came up there and this place captivated you as it is obviously captivating us? Yeah, I was back in the mid-90s. And uh, when I first came up here, you couldn't even uh, touch a coho. I don't know if you guys remember that. Sure. But, oh, yeah. Uh, you had to, yeah, you had to cut the coho off at the side of the boat. And so it was obviously something more than just, uh, you know, taking uh, fish flesh home. Uh, just magic. I've I'd, I'd gone. I've been everywhere. I've been up and down the coast, and, and I liked it all. And there's a lot of great operations and a lot, lots of fun. But I never fell in love until until uh, Rivers Inlet. So it's, you guys learned what that's all about this last three days, huh? the last five days. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mess, yeah. Messed well, us up real good. Yeah, it, and and now you know if we go from not really anticipating experience Rivers Inlet this year to now. Figuring the logistics to get our boat up there next year and, and, and spend some time, you know, again, with, with our listeners and friends uh, up, up at Finn Bay Lodge. Um, and, and one of the things that, that really give us a lot of hope for the future is not only kind of the trends and abundance we're seeing in, on, 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 on Chinook and really all Salmon Islands up and down the coast, but also we're, we're looking at, you know, the, the Percy Walkus Hatchery, percywalkushatchery.org, and their Salmonid Enhancement Program and all the things that they are doing to enhance this. And now they're even clipping fins. So if you want to keep a big Chinook now, there's a real potential, and we'll probably see it in the next couple of years, of somebody having a 60- or 70-pound hatchery Chinook next to the boat. Well, there's no guilt there at all, partner. That is uh, that is an amazing animal that, that you're, you're more than welcome and somewhat encouraged to bring home. Yeah, yeah they're doing such a good job up there. I'd encourage everyone to support, uh, to support that hatchery. Uh, you can find it online. Yeah, boy, that's a tough one. We're going to have to get you a little closer next time. All right, well, Mick Heath, FinnBayLodge.com, uh, just just an amazing – so we're going up there um, again on next next August 5th, right? So there'll be a rotation from the 5th through the 9th. Um, I would encourage you to go to, to, go to FinnBayLodge.com because it's kind of going to be something that is going to be modeled after our Sitka experiences where we uh, will have our boat up there and be able to show you what we've learned – We'll be up there a few days in advance of, of folks coming up. But then you've got his boats, which are Yamaha-powered, really solid marine electronics, Whaler Montauk 18s that have a little console. And, do the, it's just that, that that Yamaha 50 is the perfect engine. It's got a little bump throttle on it. And and we're going to show you our rotten stuff. And, and Joey. And was, here, here's the deal. Look, this is their first season. It's their first season. 
Um, they're wide, they're pretty wide open. Yeah. If, if you want to book a trip and go up there and, and experience this fishery, they have spots available right now. Um, and th- this fishery is just now starting to happen. It really is. Th- we go, we got fish, up on the early end of it. Those fish, we were leaving as those fish were arriving, <laughs> and and we were start. We heard of a sixty five yeah, pound did. chinook yeah. caught the day before we went up to the the inlet. Right. Um, those fish are just showing up now, man. Uh, give give them a call at Fin Bay Lodge. They could fit you in, and they, they could can definitely they fit can you get in. you in. And and the travel there is so easy. Like you said, you picked me it's up a at hop, five a.m. Skip and a jump. We were you're fish- fishing the same day. We we're fishing at one. We were on the spot at one in the afternoon. And, you know, it's it's an amazing location. FinnBayLodge.com. Go check it out. All right. Coming up next, a critically acclaimed, award-winning Northwest Outdoor Board presented by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning right here on the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station 710 Seattle Sports app. The Northwest Outdoor Report is brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Your family's comfort has been our family's business for over 50 years. Gig Harbor PSA Salmon every August 12th in the South Sound. Time to head to Point Defiance Marina for the 27th Annual Gig Harbor Summer Salmon Classic. There's five grand of cash on the line with win places to show all in the prize money with choice of cash or prizes for the top 10 anglers. The Gig Harbor PSA Salmon Derby is proudly sponsored by our fine friends at Bomac SMI. Also brought to you by Sportco, Gamakatsu, Silverhorn Tackle, and Cressy Door. Get your tickets online. GigHarborPSA.org, the official derby scale, closes next Saturday, August 12th at 2 p.m. with the award ceremony featuring cash and prizes at the Points Defiance Marina at 4 p.m. Youth prize categories, raffle grand prizes are available. Don't delay. Hit PSA.org today for more information and tickets. August is shaping up to be another great month of Chinook and Coho catching off the entire Washington coast. 3,300 anglers reported over a fish per rod, with Coho making up the bulk of the catch in Owaco and Chinook still at the top in Westport, with 3,100 anglers boating 1,600 kings and 3,000 Coho, pushing the season average to a best 1.45 fish per rod. Chinook retention in Westport is now closed on Fridays and Saturdays to extend the marine area to king fishing into August. In Marine Area 3, La Push, on the, the north coast, remains solid with 209 anglers boating 140 kings, 77 coho for an overall average of 1.1 salmon per angler. Nia Bay Marine Area 4 reported 1,100 anglers with 550 Chinook and 320 coho for nearly a fish per angler. Remember, La Push and Nia Bay anglers enjoy a two Chinook daily limit. Ocean seasons are slated to run through September 30th or as long as the harvest quotas hold out. We'll be keeping a sharp eye on that for you. Season details are listed in the Sport Fishing Rules pamphlet and wdfw.wa.gov. Olympic National Park closed the Lake Angeles and Heather Park areas after an 8-year-old was attacked by a cougar. The child was attacked, suffered minor injuries while camping at Lake Angeles. The cougar stopped its attack. After the child's mother yelled, screamed at it, and threw objects at it, officials said, park personnel found the child attacked and quickly responded to the scene. After assessing and stabilizing the child's medical condition, the family was taken back to the trailhead. The child was then taken to a local hospital for further evaluation and treatment. Remaining campers in the area were evacuated, and Lake Angeles and Heather Park were closed to the public. This tragic event follows a series of WDFW commission-dictated cougar and bear hunting restrictions, leading to a marked increase in large predator interactions with the public, private property damage, and comprising a significant threat to public safety. In another series of inexplicable over-management actions, WDFW has now closed Central Puget Sound Marine Area 10 to Chinook retention, leaving over 2,500 adult hatchery Chinook on the table, and Puget Sound fishermen are absolutely livid with rage. WDFW's reason for this action is excess 
sublegal Chinook encounters. If that wasn't bad enough, MA-10 anglers also see a coho bag limit reduction from two to just one as the current catch exceeds preseason expectations. In addition, WDFW will not be opening Sinclair Inlet bubble fishery, citing enforcement concerns in the Gorst area. Following the cavalcade of closures, Mark Balzell, WDFW salmon, salmon manager, sent an email to the Puget Sound Rec Fish Advisory Group commenting on these fishery eliminations, and I quote, I am struggling to see how opportunity is minimized or taken away from anglers. Perhaps you should ask the T- Tacoma Area 11 anglers who will not get an opportunity to fish their home waters until September after leaving 2,900 adult Chinook on the table following earlier WDFW closures. That's over 5,500 hatchery yep. Chinook that are not being caught because WDFW is standing in the way. Master Hunter program application period open. Uh, WDFW is inviting new applicants to join over 1,200 certified master anglers across the state. Master Hunters provide safe, ethical, and legal hunting in, in strength and Washington's hunting heritage. Master Hunters Washington also provide 1,500 hours each year at volunteer projects. For more information and applications, visit WDFW's Master Hunter page. Mark your calendars, put your teams together, and dump the kids' college fund out. It's Ilwaco Tuna Club Invitational Time. Here's your chance to get your bow on the starting line on August 26th for your share of the $100,000 payout. This is the only high-stakes fishing event in the Pacific Northwest, and the Ilwaco Tuna Club is targeting 30 boat teams to lay five grand on the line. There will be payouts for the top five total weight teams, largest albacore, smallest albacore, and pelagic species. Registrations are open through July 31st, and there's a late entry penalty of $500 for entries between August 1st and August 12th. For more information, rules, and entry information, hit ilwacotunaclub.com. The Northwest Outdoor Report has been brought to you by Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning. Enjoy big savings on all Bryant air conditioners and heat pumps during Bob's preseason AC sale. Call Bob's today. Sale ends first day of summer. It's August. It's buoy 10. So it's Buzz, it's Buzz Ramsey. It's Buzz Ramsey. And he's next. During the outdoor line. Seattle Sports Station 710. Seattle Sports app. Get in, sit down, hold on, and listen up. You're in the RenaissanceMarineGroup.com's wheelhouse, brought to you by Weldcraft, Duckworth, and Northwest Boats. So one of the most special things, Joey, about what we get to do are the people that we get to Getting to to fish with Buzz Ramsey. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, Buzz is without question on... My Mount Fishmore of, mm-hmm. of, of significant anglers. And to spend a day with him on Buoy 10 is, is not just a fishing lesson, but it's a history lesson. And it is absolutely an amazing experience. Joining us next, no, no, nothing short of the legend himself, Buzz Ramsey. Can we talk a little Buoy 10 with you, my friend? Would that, would you have time to do that with us this morning? <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, my fishy friend. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, buoy 10 has started pretty good. You know, we had big tides last week, this last week. We, I mean, 10 foot of exchange, which, uh, which pushed some fish up the river even. There's, uh, you know, it's not red hot, but there's been a few fish caught up the river. And there was, and for at least some anglers within the buoy 10 zone, uh, they caught some Chinook uh, during, the, during those tides. Of course, they were afternoon highs, so you had to stay out there and persevere. In fact, 
today, I think the afternoon high, which that's what pushes those Chinook, those big highs, uh, you know, 5.13 p.m. at the historic port docks is a high tide. So, yeah, evening t- evening high is the deal right. And uh, with those exchanges. But the fish have been showing in the... Um, in the ocean, it's been pretty good. You know, the catch rates out there, uh, you know, going out of out of the mouth of the Columbia River, uh, the catch rates have been pretty good. Over a fish per angler, uh, last week I think there was a thousand angler trips, and there was a thousand forty four co kept <laughs> and two hundred sixteen chinook. Yeah, that's great. That's uh, <laughs> was, not to mention the fish that were released. So, but this next week at buoy ten, in fact tomorrow. Uh, we're starting to see some morning highs. It, you know, the, the tide moves back about you know 45 minutes to a to an hour each day, and so tomorrow morning we're going to have a high tide at 5:50. Excuse me. Whoa, wait a minute. I'm I'm way off. <laughs> um, Monday, Monday, we're going to have a high tide at 6:18 a.m. and that's us, and it's about a seven foot of exchange. So. Uh, so through the week, you know, six eighteen Monday, seven thirty Tuesday, Wednesday, those are Chinook tides that should push Chinook into the river. So, uh, so the, for the guys in the river, this next week will have morning tides, and uh, uh, but the ocean is probably where the mother load is. <laughs> yeah, well, no doubt about it. And, and of course, the ocean also has the benefit of not being selected with regard to Chinook this year. The ocean will be providing us an opportunity as well through a couple uh, three-day pauses or closures. Thanks again, WDFW, in the in, in the mix. Um, and uh, But, you know, so now let, let's talk a little bit about tactics and temperatures because, you know, I'm hearing that the river's fairly warm, and, and, and now the new book is kind of warm water, Spinnerbite? Spinner fisheries? I mean, you know, you, you once told me that you've spent your entire career trying to beat up on a cut plug and have, and, and have a lot of, have, you know, provide some artificial gear opportunities, which you have done to no small extent. But is this a season where we are really going to have to concentrate Spin on the spinners? Fish, yeah. spinners. Sure. Stuff you know, obviously, Buzz. I will not be. Uh, I will not be doing that. I will not be participating Joey's on a, the Joey's artificial buoy ten fishery. Joey's a betist. I am a betist. Yeah, I don't. I know. I know. I know. Well, here's the deal. Everyone's trying to make a lure out of bait, and they're trying to make lures more like baits. You right, know, adding right. scent and and what's whatnot. You know, think about it. You you plug cut a herring. You. You rig a yeah. hole or anchovy yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're trying to make a lure out of it, that vibration, that spin. And uh, the consensus among most people is that if you fish the low et- lower estuary, you know, west of uh, Des- the t- western tip of Desdemona Sands, the water is cooler out there because of the influx of the ocean, you know, flooding water. That ocean push. Right. The ocean push gives you a little cooler water, and sometimes the very best bites there for that reason uh, of course, particularly on low tide exchanges, you know, where you don't have a lot of water movement. Um, but you get above the western tip of Desdemona Sands, which, for those that don't know, it's located about two miles west of Hammond. There's a checkerboard uh, uh, marker out there. Um, but I use spinners a lot up there, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, I don't have to bait, rebate all the time. Yeah, <laughs> and, and number two, my biggest Chinook come on spinners you know you get a lot more bites on bait but uh but 
but the fish you actually hook and get, and especially a chance at a big Chinook. I'm not saying a big Chinook won't bite bait. They will. But uh, but I've really done well on spinners. And what I do, my strategy for my boat, is I run spinners when I'm fishing that area. And that warmer water, spinners do tend to produce better. The, the vib- They just can't resist that vibration. Uh, I'll run spinners on my front rods, and I'll run bait on my back rods. And... And the idea there is that, of course, the front rods are getting there first. So if there's a big Chinook around, I'm going to try to get him. <laughs> and uh, but the but the back rods, I want the bait on there because those fish are either trailing trailing the bait, they're following it, or they're getting to the gear late. And I want that bait to to uh, keep them interested and uh, and hopefully hook them. So that's my strategy there. And then my rod, you know, when I'm sitting in the back of my boat. With a couple anglers with me, four anglers with me, two back there close to where I'm at, and of course two up front. If I run my rod with in line, basically with the anglers fishing out the back of the boat, I never get bit because I'm in the middle because I'm running the trolling motor. I think it's so, just because the fish are offended that you're fishing a halibut rod. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> so what I've started doing with my rod, I let it out further. I put a lighter sinker on there, four or six ounces, and I trail it out the back of the boat. And you'd be amazed how many times I'll catch uh, as many or more fish than than uh, than uh, my, all my well, friends. We actually and saw you hook one so big, your rod almost bent. And, <laughs> and you're you're getting it kind of out there in no man's land. You're away yeah, from all the other yeah, gear, for sure. And you're 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 probably encountering fish that. We're not even going to see, you know, fish sweeping in yeah, from the side. For sure. Um, and, and then there's no boat around because you're, you know, 100 feet behind the boat. Uh, makes sense. Um, so, you, you know, and then as we move up river, I know that, you know, obviously I love to fish bait in that lower estuary. But as we get up river, you get up towards the mouth of the Cowlitz, that's primarily 100% a spinner or spin fish. Wobbler. Or, you know, something like that. And right. those guys just... They whale on them up they there do. doing that. Oh, yeah. Those those fish are deep in the channel because, uh, you know, that flooding ocean water, particularly on a big tide, they say it floods underneath, of course, the surface, warmer surface water, deep in the channel, the dredge channel out there. Uh, they say it'll flood all the way to Portland. Uh, that Some of that deep ocean water, they've caught a star flounder up there, the mouth of the Willamette. So, so those Crazy. fish are navigating up the river in that cooler, deeper water that floods in. And so guys are fishing deep. Of course, uh, you got to stay out of the shipping channel, guys. <laughs> Those yeah. ships have the right of way. <laughs> the rule of tonnage does apply. Well, if we look, <laughs> if we look at the Bonneville fish counts on July 31st, uh, the last day that we were looking at summer Chinook. Um, you know, those numbers were were dropping quickly. We we're down to 53 fish over that day. Then yep. we switched to August 1st. Um, right away, August 1st, 83. The next day, 123, or uh, I'm sorry, here, um, nope, fall Chinook, uh, we switch, 83, 123, 19, the, the numbers just start to climb, and now we are up to, uh, you know, 456 fall Chinook pushing over. Um, right. No, yeah, we're actually, no, sorry, we're at 3,000. Yeah. We're at, I, I was looking at the jack count. Uh, yeah. 547, 695, 884, 919, just building every day, and now we're at 3,000. When you look at that summer count, just drop, 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 and here's August, and here they come. And we're going to watch that count start to really grow in the next couple weeks. 
they're they're already catching some fish up there at Drano and and different different cold water destinations, uh, Chinook, you know, with the fall season. So yeah, uh, <laughs> we're we're looking. It's looking pretty good for this fall run. So, so one of the one of the things yeah. that, that that makes Buoy Ten special are, are are definitely the people that you spend time with down there, Buzz, and and also you know a couple events that uh, that that raise some money. Um, and, and you've been involved in, in NSIA, and, and tell us a little bit about the Buoy 10 Classic and what's going on with that this year. Okay, so NSIA normally has a fundraising tournament down there at Buoy 10 every year, and it, of course, got suspended because of COVID, but uh, this year we're jumping into it again, and uh, and this is a, you know, the money goes to support our industry association, and and there's a lot of work being done with this. Uh, I'm, I'm on the board, of course, and so I'm pretty intimate with uh, the accomplishments of the organization. And what a lot of people don't realize is, you know, people talk about hatcheries. Oh, gee, they're not raising as many hatchery fish. Well, yeah. Well, listen, buddy. <laughs> $60 million in Mitchell Act hatchery funding doesn't just happen every year. That's the mitigation package to sure. mitigate for the habitat losses on the Columbia we got a lobby for that's reappropriated every year, and we got a lobby for it every year. Well, guess who's at the table doing that? Yeah. It's our industry association. And this year, NSI uh, landed the largest funding package ever, $500 million for the Northwest, uh, or excuse me, $60 million to upgrade uh, Mitchell Act hatcheries to ensure that, uh, you know, they're, they're up to speed, they don't have a failure, and... Uh, and so, it's a it's it's a it's a big deal. Now that is a one time sixty million deal. The the regular, uh, excuse me, sixty million Mitchell Act hatchery funding that happens every year. We we hope we keep lobbying for it, and then five hundred million for uh, 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 hatchery funding package this year. And we're working on an infrastructure deal infrastructure deal for one billion. So anyway, this tournament is going to happen. And, uh, you know, it's an angler deal where you sign up and you fish with a, a guide or a friend. And biggest fish, $500. Um, for every fish that's brought in, you get a raffle ticket, uh, which will enter you to, to a raffle for another, for 500 bucks. <laughs> and there's like $1,200 or $12,000 worth of prizes. And every captain gets a bag, and there's a dinner, and a silent auction, a buck Bucket auction. You guys been there? Oh yeah, yep. oh yeah. It's a Buoy Ten Classic. Uh, takes place on the third third weekend, the third weekend of August. So hope to well, see you. It's, down. it's it's Friday. It's that Friday, the twenty fifth. No. The twenty fifth. Yes. 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 Okay. Friday, the twenty fifth of August. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Buzz Ramsey. Well, we hope to see you down at Buoy Ten. Uh, hope we can get you in the boat. It's kind of been something we've been. Uh, We've been doing the last few years, and uh, I hope we can keep it going for a long time, my friend. And thank you for your time this morning. Buzz Ramsey, folks, and uh, we'll see you at Bowie 10 soon, my friend. Okay, see you guys. Thanks, Buzz. Thanks, Buzz. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. All right, coming up next, the hottest report we heard all week in the techniques you need to succeed. It's Roy Robinson RVs. Really? Where? And it's next here in the Outdoor Line. Seattle Sports Station, Seattle Sports app. No way. you got to be kidding me. Really? Where? It's coming back. The island is sending the ladies. Where'd you get him, man? No way. You, you gotta tell me. I, I, I'm not gonna tell anybody. The ocean turned red. Hey, man, can you tell me where you got him? I'll never put on a life jacket again. Welcome to RoyRobinsonRV.com's Really?
Where? Where? RoyRobinsonRV.com will take you anywhere. Really? Time to step up to the number one Winnebago dealer in the entire Pacific Northwest, the all-new Robinson RV Center at Smoky Point. You're going to find a complete lineup. Class A's, Class B's, Super C's, travel trailers, fifth wheelers, toilers, pop-ups, campers, so very, very much more. Sell or consign your RV with Roy Robinson RV for the best and smoothest transfer of ownership. Roy Robinson RV, RoyRobinsonRV.com. Boy, I'm excited to get down to Bowie 10. No! We just got back from Rivers Inlet yesterday. How can you be, you be excited to go fishing? <laughs> I want. I just want to keep spinning big. You know what I'm going to do? I pretty much. I'm I taking got a really good idea. I'm taking that those big black herring. Oh man, the big boys. Yeah, I'm yeah. taking some of those down there this year. Big black levels. You know, yeah. we the past couple of years down there, we're running. We we're started out. You know, guys like bigger size greens. That's mm-hmm. kind of always yeah. a, a go to for buoy ten. I like spinning blues, so we went to blues. Last year, I bought some purples. That that tie we got down there last year, a bit of blue. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Look, big Chinook like to eat big big meals, big herring. So I'm going to bring some of those big black eight, nine, ten-inch herring down there there and cut plug them. There's an art to to stabilizing the spin of a big herring like that. There is. And you really have to play with the hook position. But once you figure it out— You it, you just you got it you know and, and it just takes a little bit of tweaking that upper hook mm-hmm, making sure your it's toe hook yep and then it's the way you anchor the other two hooks in the body and we were running three hooks up there at rivers and uh, you just you got you got to anchor those hooks and you got to make sure that your your length between hooks is correct and you want that back hook not necessarily at the tail. A little, a little bit behind it, and then when those, it they're just so cool to oh, look are. at in the water. They when you are. get one of those big, what? fat black herring to spin perfectly, the, the black just, labels are their very own flasher. <laughs> they're, 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 yeah, they're man. Serious. You know, and up there at rivers, uh, I, I know there's times when <laughs> we're so we're so messed. up. Yeah, here. I know. We're just <laughs> there's times when when that that glacial layer mm-hmm. covers up. And and you don't have a lot of visibility, but it wasn't that bad. It, it's going to get we, worse here later in August when will. we get some hot temps. But but the cool thing was one one of our one of the ways we knew we were deep enough is that we we take three strips of line out. You could still see the flash. And then you take four strips of line out from the boat. You could you could see every other flash. Then you take five strips of line out, and you just kind of got a sense there was something down there. And that's where we were positioning our base. Yeah, shallow, shallow. And to watch those strikes, they're you know. They're buoy ten esque, yes. Right. I, I mean, some of well, and, and, and some and, of them, they're, but they're, it's different too because you know, up in the at buoy ten, you are fishing very very close proximity to the bottom with twenty ounce balls, and so here we were fishing four ounce sinkers and six ounce sinkers and eight ounce sinkers and, the, and eight were the he, the heaviest and that the we heaviest, used and, and and so and, and we're fishing at the most we had ten strips of line out, twelve strips of line out. And so it, it's so fundamentally different. But then that 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 big one we got was you know that it was it was a sixty pound category Chinook that bit like a brick wall. I mean, it just stopped and said, "Well, you yep, would, you would I'm here." If you weren't at Rivers Inlet, you would think I just snagged a log under yeah. there, or yeah. you know, I I got snagged on a, he a was, rock or something. The the rod just bent down, and he just yeah. there was just weight. Yep. 
And he's just, yeah, I'm, and then I'm going down to the bottom with this thing right here. And not and, it, they didn't it didn't take off real no, fast. It just uh-uh. swam away. No, he he did the six put he did the six point bull elk saunter. He just sauntered down to the bottom. And we have we actually tried to video a lot of this and, and we did. I we had a GoPro set up on the boat. And so I got the three minute fight and, and it'll come out on the on the Fin Bay Lodge video when we get it done, you know, later this fall. But, uh, yeah, man, it was an experience, and you're going to see a 10-and-a-half-foot moochin' rod bent to the cork and just staying there. And, and so, and, and again, if this was Sitka, dude, that's a halibut. And, and, and you know, remember when we, had, when we had our friend, you know, Mike Serdick, and he got a 100-pound halibut on salmon gear, and that's what it did. And, and, and Eric Jorgensen of Roe Robinson RV, and he had bent another, another big one on salmon gear, right, and just bent to the cork and stayed down there. And I go, guys, I mean – you think it's a big king, but it's a halibut. Well, Rivers Inlet, you get a fish that does that. And with the, you know, and with the forty pounder I caught at Peregrine Lodge, fresh in my mind, I know in my heart that fish, even though we did not get to see him, was half again the animal that that forty pounder was. I never thought I would have to train for a salmon fishing trip, but I'm going to train next year. I want to be in better shape because. I, I'm afraid there's going to be like a hour or two and a half hour. Oh well, let's put it fight, this way: a battle with a giant chinook. None of know? us, none of us had anything planned for that next hour. No, and, and we were absolutely prepared, you know, to do battle. And with normally, that thing. when we hook a fish, the yeah. first thing, like we clear the, I, yeah. if it's just you and I, I clear the rods and then I get the net. Yeah, and we cleared the rods and then I just, I was like, well, pff, this is not going to. There's is, no need to even. No deploy the net get it out of the the holder just let it be there this is going to take a while and i was you know we looked at that net and we thought mm, it could be bigger you know yeah so, definitely anyway we're you know i so think about it again go to finbaylodge.com let's and and, and let's uh and, and also the best part of that rivers inlet fishery is just coming right up and you guys could make a call and get up there and experience it, and you will catch the biggest Chinook of your life. There's, there's no question. Not. Meanwhile, closer to home, um, Marine Area Nine's open for business. Marine Area Eight One and Eight Two uh, are open for Pinks business and, now as Pinks well. And Coho. Pinks and Coho. Um, you are selective in Nine. I believe you are not in Eight Two. No. Nope. And and so that whole Humpy Hollow program now is going on. Uh, it's a small boat deal. I grew up doing it, you know, way back when McConnell's Boathouse was just around a corner from the from the Muckleteo ramp, and you go buy your fresh herring there, and you roll on down, you launch at Muckleteo, you take a left, and just let the tide push you out in the morning and push you back in the afternoon, and and it's just a it's a wonderful fishery. And you're going to catch pinks, and you're going to catch coho, and you we will probably also bump into the occasional chinook out there as well. Um, early morning, close to shore, but but go find a pile. Of these fish and 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 like I said, the pinks. How do you find them? You're gonna. How find do you find pinks? Surface disturbances, dude. There you go. Look for you see them. Yeah, you will. But also look for birds and look for rips, and then go hang out on the clean side of a rip and go vertical on them. You don't need downriggers to catch pinks in saltwater. You do not. Now, if you want to target coho, is it? You know, I I would say. You, you so look gun at, to my head, if I wanted to catch pinks and nothing but pinks. I, I'm 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 gonna fish shallower. I'm gonna fish, um, you know, Humpy Hollow, that whole shoreline from from Elliott Point on down to the shipwreck. Right, that's where I'm. That's where I'm gonna go in Puget Sound right now for pinks. If I absolutely have to catch a coho, I'm gonna find that proverbial rip 
west of possession, possession. between what between possession and point no point there's a rip that will set up there and right now those rips will be alive you know you we went out there and mooched up yeah several last year right now and and you just you got to be patient what do you do when you put downriggers down you're going to sit down and you're going to be patient and you're going to find them what well, you need sometimes that patience is in the form of going and running and hunting them down with your electronics and getting on top of them because there's really no sense going vertical with jigs or anything like that until you found some of these critters in the presence of bait and in the presence of birds and in surface disturbances like we've talked about a riptide. Mm-hmm. Um, go, you know, and again, here's where the Navionics, how vital was the Navionics app? On oh, this? man. Well, So we're learning a new area and, and we're doing chart study and, 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 and it's 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 so gratifying when you have prepared for something by doing chart study and going up there and having a, a modicum of success because of that. People need to take that same approach to Puget Sound fisheries and just and get familiar not just with the breaks and stuff, but also with the cycle of the tides and, and, and the currents. And you will fish the current station more than you will fish the stands of the tides but you don't know what that is until you get the navionics app and i'm not selling you a thing here i don't i'm i i don't yeah I don't, we don't i, I don't make, I, an, I don't I make pay, a nickel we, we pay, we for, pay our, for it we pay for it but we do um, so because it is it turns your phone into a chart plotter with the most complete tide and current information that you can possibly have and it's at your hands and when we were up at rivers you know we had we had a chart plotter on there but it yeah. was not very detailed there wasn't a chip. chip in it and we're fishing this this fishery that we're we're brand new, we, we're we're learning. Having the Navionics app up on our phone with all that information and being able to see in detail what we were, the structure that we were fishing on was very important. It was and very it, important, mean, and and it it is paying all due respect to, to Fitzhugh Sound, <laughs> Calvert Island. Oh and, and man, it's you know that whole scene up there. I can really see how people just get. Completely, you know, and, well, and, and now, I've people I, that, that that named their boat Forever August, and they spend all okay. We're not we're not going there, right? But I'm telling you that 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 rivers inlet thing is, and and the calm waters, and well, here's what I like. I lo- I love the fact that you you hear through the grapevine. Oh, yeah. It's happening up in the inlet at the head. Yeah, you're gonna hear it. You know, we're fortunate. We've got a couple really good friends. That were up there the same time as we were, and, and they, they, they spent, spent a bunch days of yeah, and it just there. wasn't it happening happened, yet. But well, we were, and and then that was partly because of the lack of rain that they sure they had no no rain. Then they have this big rain. We came as in, we're it was coming in, pouring. we're flying in in the the float plane, and the, it's pouring down the, rain. And the, the, the we kind actually of drops, had to, the kind of drops that hit the saltwater, jump up and make another drop. Yes, I mean coming down hard, dude. A fall rain now. A couple days after that rain, that moved a lot of it fish, did. but but we knew it wasn't happening, so we stayed down. You have the ability to yes. not just fish at the head of the inlet. You can move out and fish the, the ocean. It. Fits you sound. Fits you, sound. you can go to Calvert Island. Yes, you, you can, can fish Merck, Smiley yeah. Bay, all these very close areas to you the lodge. Cranstone. Current, yeah, uh, you can rant, run up to Aidenbrook. Sure, uh, it sounded like the the coho fishing up there was even better than what we saw. There were ten, twelve pound coho being caught up there. Believe the size of the coho, and and we're going to see a lot of big coho here in Puget Sound, and 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 the size of the pinks too are pretty amazing. Again, Seven pound pinks dude, already. I'm I'm getting reports and, from and guys. 
take care of these. We ate one. We ate a pink yesterday, okay? And and it was very good eating. It was fresh. Look, it's a Just it's off, a wild it's salmon. A, it is a wild salmon. These they guys a, who hate on pinks, I I don't. I, I really don't have. A I lot don't of, agree. I don't have a lot of patience for that. You, you know, here's here's the thing. I I you know, I I really have an issue with 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 folks that that look down their nose at pinks because they are wild salmon and they're they're here in abundance and 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 if you take care of them and taking care of them is absolutely key and and that amounts to bleeding and icing. We take we do this we we take care of our Chinook as as best we can, which which is get them in a box with running water and and bleeding, you know, exsanguinate them and and then ice them. Pinks deserve no less. You know? No, no, less, no. Right? and yeah. and if you take care of them right, yeah. I mean, look, people go buy tilapia in the store. Yeah, I hear you. Wild I know. salmon, uh, no, which is pathetic. Don't yeah. do not do not buy tilapia. Um, all right, guys, we we've got a we've got a fight on our hands with uh, with WDFW, and you're going to hear more about this too. And and we will never give up. Okay, I, I mean. That's that's not in in our vocabulary. And when the bite's tough out there, we don't give up. If you're out in the in the field and you're you're hunting elk and you haven't seen anything, you're hunting deer. You don't give up. You keep on going. Okay, as Joey Pyburn likes to say, sometimes I don't <laughs> mind fishing for them. Well, you know, with WDFW, we ever we are going to have to fight them, and and we're going to have to fight them on the legal front. Um, I believe some of the actions that they've uh, current they've unilaterally taken are illegal. I believe WDFW has turned their back on not only equitable fish management, but also public safety. And you're going to be hearing more about this in the future. And I really do not want to turn the show into that. But here it is. One more time, I want to say this. Please do not take your ire for the unfair management of our fisheries out on enforcement personnel. They have nothing to do with it. Do not take it out on the checkers on the dock. They have nothing to do with it. Do not take it out on the biologist either. So uh, you missed any of the show? Jump on MyNorthwest.com, hit the, hit the uh, podcast on TheOutdoorLine.com. Give Joey a follow at, on Instagram, at Joey Pyburn, at The Outdoor Line on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. For Matt Nelson, Joe Pyburn, I'm Tom Nelson. This has been The Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App.